There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah, and I am joined tonight by Mark and Sean. How are you guys doing this weekend? Feeling good, man. Yeah, man, doing all right. Awesome. Good to you here, as always. Well, we are on to another movie review tonight. We'll be doing another review roulette Switching gears from Friday the 13th and actually doing one from the Nightmare on Elm Street series, which I'm personally excited for as the Nightmare on Elm Street series is actually my favorite uh, horror movie series out of all of them, at least all of the major ones. So I'm super excited for that tonight. Heck yeah, I love some Freddy, man. Oh yeah, I'm the most charismatic killer of cinema. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get into all that... uh, what have you guys been up to the last week? Not a whole lot, man. Can't really do too much anyway. So yeah, no. No, Monday I smoked myself silly and watched a bunch of um pop movies like How High and Half Baked. <laughs> there and you all go. That and had a good time, man. But nice. <clears throat> also watched um Graduation Day and that was fun. Oh, what else? Yeah, that, yeah, was, that fun. was fun. Man. It was it was nice to be able to do another fucking movie night because it's been a long time since we've been able to do that. So that was that was yeah, a man. lot of fun. It's been like yeah, like three or four time. months, so maybe longer. <laughs> longer, yeah. yeah. It's been a yeah. few months. Yeah, and I also watched Predator because I was playing the game and couldn't help but want to watch the movie. The oh, I watched movie. that right after the beta ended. awesome we've been watching movies we watched we got uh we were backed up on our horror pack we watched some real stinkers a couple good ones yeah um we watched the two-headed shark attack was a lot of fun um the the acting was terrible in it but it was yeah three-headed shark attacks even better yeah if (laughs) i want hulk hogan in it is hulk hogan in it (laughs) No, but um, Rob Van Dam is in Danny Trejo, so it's <laughs> nice. still it's still awesome. <laughs> and Rob Van Dam like sacrifices himself, and it's great, man. I enjoyed it a lot more than Two Headed Shark Attack. My daughter loves all the however many heads they get, but <laughs> that's great. Um, I finally watched a classic for the first time, not horror, but the uh, first time I ever watched Fargo, and I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Okay. And yeah, we watched uh, Onward, the new uh, animated movie, and that was pretty good, too. Awesome. My family watched that. I haven't had a chance to. Yeah. It's all right, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, this week, uh, it's been a lot of movies for me. Uh, obviously, the, the Predator game is out. I did get to play some of that uh, with you guys, and... We should be doing another live stream here shortly with with the game now that it's officially out. So be on the lookout for that. For those of you listening who've been wanting to check out that game, um, we'll definitely be doing a live stream here. Maybe even this next week because I know I've got vacation 
coming up here at the end of the week, so I plan on putting some serious time into that game for sure. But beyond that, uh, I've been really watching a lot of The Ranch because my brother got me got me hooked on that show. That so I've been <laughs> binging that show. I'm all the way into. I guess you'd say it's part five. There's like four seasons. It's like part five though. So I've I'm like over halfway done with the show in the last week and a half. And then on top I of that, oh, go I ahead. stopped watching that show once Danny Masterson left because I thought he was one of the best parts of the whole show. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I understand why he had to be taken out of the show, but at the same time, yeah, I I definitely agree. But beyond that, um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, beyond that, though, uh, movie-wise, uh, obviously Graduation Day, because we watched that last night. Actually, I, I picked up a, a few movies. I picked up The Lighthouse, finally, and I finally watched that. And that movie is fucking beautiful. It is a weird movie, but the guy that made it, you, you kind of expect that just kind of looking at the witch and everything. It was kind of a a different movie for a horror movie, so... I, I thoroughly enjoyed The Lighthouse, so, but it definitely was kind of a weird movie. And then, uh, yeah, I still haven't had a chance to check that out. Yeah, I, I highly suggest it. It's just, aesthetically, it just looks great. And yeah, I, I thought the story is pretty good. My, because my wife came over and we watched that yesterday, actually. And uh, she was like lost the whole time, which I thought was hilarious. I wasn't that lost. I mean, it's not really that hard of a movie to follow. It's just kind of weird. On top of that, uh, actually, I've been watching a lot of stuff on Prime. I uh, fuck, I don't know. I've been watching so many movies the last few days. <laughs> it's it's hard to keep track. But I did rewatch uh, Society because I had bought that recently. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Yeah, another weird one too. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've just been watching a lot of stuff. It's it's hard to keep track a lot, though. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this next weekend, though. I'm going to be catching up. I'm hopefully going to get my Vinegar Syndrome package here before my vacation so that I can watch the Forgotten Gialli box set and then the Angel Trilogy and then finally get to watching Vice Academy, too. Because I gotta watch all three of those. Because I haven't watched that since I've gotten that pat that box set either. So yeah, I haven't watched any of them either. I've been holding them off just to see when everybody watches them or not. Well, I'm planning this next. But weekend. I'm getting antsy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm for sure planning this next weekend. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah, but the other thing was uh, Joe Bob because I ended up watching that, um, and that consisted of choppy mall and then blood sucking freaks with chris jericho co-hosting that segment of it so that was a lot yeah, of fun i can't wait to watch man i didn't get to watch live i was busy but i've been waiting for prime to get it which they still have not which is unusual they normally have it like just a couple hours after it's ended yeah so that's that's what a lot on. of people's they been saying it. is <laughs> yeah. that it hasn't shown up yet i'm frustrated yeah i was like man i wanted to get some chopping mall in with joe bob i was looking forward to that yeah and I wanted to see him in Jericho and talk about Joel Reed and everything. Exactly. So it was great. Should be good, man. Yeah, so hopefully by Monday. I'm 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 hoping that's when they're gonna have it up. Because I was even thinking about rewatching it again to kind of catch some of the stuff I missed, especially with the Joe Bob segments. Cause I know it's kinda half in 
watching it while working on stuff. So, yeah, I really want to rewatch it again, too. I've got a lot of stuff I want to watch this next weekend, that's for sure. I got no plans. It's basically just a staycation <laughs> just for me to relax and recharge, seeing as I haven't had a break. The best con, oh, definitely. Beyond that, though, I mean, for you guys this week, uh, we don't really have any news because there isn't really anything going on other than... You got a spare $8,000, you can get an eight-foot xenomorph. Yeah, <laughs> which would be fucking awesome. Hell yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want a fucking xenomorph like that? I mean, life-size, that would be fucking great. Yeah, not a whole lot for news because obviously not a whole lot going on right now. I mean, there's been some rumblings regarding there's a chance Halloween Kills might be delayed. But, I mean, that's still... Everything's still so far up in the air with everything going on right yeah. now. Because they've... got to take everything by the month, honestly. Exactly. Yeah, the, even shorter. Full moon making the corona zombies. Yep, we did talk <laughs> about that, and that just looks fucking hilarious. It does. But... Yeah. Yeah, not all for them for having fun. Exactly. I, I like that they just took some movie that they acquired and just basically dubbed over yeah. it <laughs> to, and added some scenes to make it fucking based on this. It's just great. It's so just cheap and just tasteless. It's Full great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, so no real news today, but that's all right. We got a review for you. We don't even know what we're reviewing yet. So for those of you checking this out for the first time, uh, our review roulettes, basically we just use a number generator and choose at random a movie within a popular franchise to review. So we don't know what we're going to do at the top. And we just kind of go with it and kind of go off of what we know and kind of review the movie and just how we feel about it at that time. So... Like I said, we're doing A Nightmare on Elm Street this week. And so the movie that we will be reviewing is going to be... Now, this movie came out on February 27th, 1987. We're going to be reviewing A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. Awesome. Street Part 3. Freddy's just around the corner. So 
So Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors came out once again on February 27th, 1987. It was directed by Chuck Russell, starred Heather Langkamp, Patricia Arquette, Robert England, and of course, John Saxon. This is probably my favorite in the whole series. It was when I was growing up. Four has become... In the last, I'd say, couple years has become my favorite, but three was always my favorite growing it's, up. It's up there for me. Yeah. I always loved the fact that they were able to have powers in their dreams and fight for it. It finally just felt like we get a fair fight for a change instead of him just massacring everybody. But right. Not that Heather didn't give him a good fight by herself. We had, like, a whole group of them, so I just thought that was a great idea. Yeah, I like the whole aspect with it because, you know, in the previous two movies, it was kind of like a one-on-one kind of thing. Like, how am I going to beat Freddy? Whereas this, they basically just come together and decide we're going to kick this motherfucker's ass, you know, at the end and everything, which I thought was a great way to go about it. On top of the fact that it wasn't like, you know, there's always a debate on, you know, comedy and horror and, and how the mix should be. I thought this had like the perfect mix of scary and comedy, which is kind of why it's my favorite. Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, people get on Freddie's case about his comedy and I'm definitely one that sometimes the comedy and horror gets on my nerves, but I felt like they had a pretty good balance through most of the movies until you get to the final one. But yeah, which is Freddie's dead. That one's very cartoonish to me. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, you know, compared to part one, if you compare like four and five to part one and two, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, it's a huge, you know, quite a bit of a difference. But I don't think he's not scary still. He's, <laughs> I definitely was still scared of him when I was a kid. So, right. No, definitely. Me too. Um, so, just a couple of quick little tidbits regarding the movie before we kind of get started with actually reviewing the movie. Had a budget of $4.5 million, and that's an estimate. Um, opening weekend, it made double that. So it made uh, about eight hundred and eighty million, or I'm I'm sorry, eight point eight million, and that was just the first weekend, and went to gross worldwide uh, forty four million. So it it definitely made some decent cash, you know, with this movie, which is great. And yeah, I think that's when Freddy was really hot too, man. Like oh yeah, wanted some Freddy then definitely. And there's just two quick pieces of trivia regarding the movie. So once after a tiring day on set, actually Robert England was still in his Freddy makeup in his dressing room and he fell asleep. When he awoke, he he's like ended up looking into the mirror and actually scared himself shitless because he was still in the makeup and everything. So that was kind of a funny story that he's told before. And then on... Um, kind of a more serious one, but actually kind of a cool one. And I'm sure this has been shared before, but Jennifer Rubin, uh, who played Taryn in the movie, has been approached by fans who have actually said that she's inspired them to actually quit drugs after, you know, seeing the movie and seeing her character and everything. So I thought that was yeah, kind I've of a cool one. Yeah, I've read about that, man. Like, she's been a big inspiration for a lot of that and accepts it because of her own struggles and other things, too. So yeah. It's pretty cool stuff. She, uh, not for that reason, but is actually my daughter's favorite character in that movie. So I've learned a lot about that movie. But I've missed every chance to meet her so far. So yeah. Something I'm looking forward to. Oh, definitely. If I ever get the chance again. So. For sure. All right, Mark, what do you got to say? 
I am bad and I am beautiful. Well, we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I I love this one for all the same reasons. The the kids they finally get to they get to take some power back from Freddy in some form, and it's all in forms of like their weaknesses. Like Kincaid wants to be able to fight off everybody that's repressing him, so in his dreams he's super strong. Yep, and mm-hmm. and the 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 nerdy kid wants to wants to walk and do magic like he does in his game so that he does in the in the dream that's what he does and i, I there's like a, a poetic justice kind of thing going on there yeah, yeah. definitely man that's one aspect of always like too. yeah i i thought like with the casting of this i thought the casting was done perfect for this movie like every actor that they had in each of the the characters was just spot on and perfect and and for how they portrayed it and everything, definitely Kincaid is definitely my favorite character out of the whole movie. Same. I just thought his comedy, <laughs> yeah, you know, aspect and just his his dialogue with all the other characters yeah, he was, was just, just frustrated great. as fuck and wasn't taking this shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was fucking awesome. Because then you also have on top of that Nancy coming back and kind of playing not you know front and center but kind of as a supporting character to support these new characters in the movie, which I thought was a nice touch. And yes, then I love that she was back in this one. Yeah. Even though she meets her um, untimely demise at the end. But... Right. I love that. That's the... all what makes this movie great. I think I love the story like of how uh, Ken Sago's got the role as Kincaid. Cause he said he didn't really want to be there. He didn't care about the role. Mm-hmm. And he was told to just do whatever you want to do. And he just started screaming, fuck you, get away from me, and all this and that, and being a complete fucking pain in the ass. And they hired him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Just got to go in and be real. <laughs> and he's one of the coolest, nicest dudes you could ever meet, too. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's he's great. super, super nice. We have Nancy. What's as- y'all's favorite kill in this movie? Oh, that's hard. Man. Maybe the puppet. The puppet I is like always that. a good one. I love the TV kill, man. I do love the yep. TV kill. I, I love Welcome the quote. To time, yeah, bitch. I love the quote yeah. more than the kill. Yeah. <laughs> I love his way his head comes out of the TV. Yeah. The kill itself is okay, but I just love it when he pops his head out. Yeah, it like TV. it like stretches like a like a latex glove or something. His head pops yeah. out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, for me. Damn. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> because. I think my favorite scene isn't a kill, but it's when the snakehead Freddy yeah. comes out. Yeah. It was impressive and not an easy thing to shoot either. Oh, like, God, no. Definitely not. Was definitely a massive, not. massive, ugly puppet. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, But for kill, I. Uh, yeah, mine would probably be the puppet. Just because I, I like the stop motion that they did with the, with the you know the puppet turning into Freddy and then him you know obviously becoming large, and then controlling him to to go up that yeah that that probably be my favorite out of the the movie yeah I'd have to I have to agree doing so that's gotta be it, it? that scared yeah. me when I was a kid I was like oh shit right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird, uneasy shot. Like the yeah. whole shot, when all the tendons the pulling out of his body. Like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And that just <laughs> creepy ass smile on his face. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh, it just disgusts me. It's just so creepy. But yeah, favorite scene though. Um, honestly, I, I I really like the uh, the where's the fucking bourbon scene is probably my favorite. Yeah, that's a great scene too, man. For sure, it's filled with great scenes. Honestly, it really man. is. I love the introduction of um, Freddie's mom too. Yes, I thought that was a nice little backstory kind of thing. I, I like that they didn't get too much into it either. They just kind of left it vague, and then obviously you find out yeah. at the end that it was his mother, which I, I thought was a nice little twist. And I, I'm glad that they didn't like beat you over the head with this whole backstory. I mean, obviously, we you know in the future it movies, eventually does yeah we, we, but we like get to that point but yet, so. yeah definitely i mean overall i i I think this movie just kind of had everything that you could possibly want for um a nightmare movie and then you know the the makeup was top notch it wasn't as bad as what it gets once it gets towards like freddy's dead and whatnot we still had the classic glove at that point it didn't start getting all the like welding marks on it as it did as the yeah. series progressed to which I, I didn't mind it I just prefer the cleaner more look as the first three movies had you know versus how it got towards Freddy's dead where it just got a little too much stylized is how I basically call it with all the the welding marks and everything all over everything but that's just per- uh, I, personal preference I agree but I will say that his hand slash glove and new nightmare was pretty fucking cool I did like that a lot I loved <laughs> new nightmare and I, I and added the look. added the thumb yeah, that was a unique blade. twist to the whole thing <laughs> I liked that yeah but yeah I mean you can't go without talking about John Saxon and then bringing him back and continuing that story with him and you know Heather's Character. Being a drunken mess. Yeah, just that was another thing I, I loved about this movie was that they went back to the original story from part one yep. after the sequel came away from it, basically. Right. Which is one thing I used to knock the sequel for, even though I don't hate the movie. I like part two. But. Right. Yeah, it, it was nice to see that progression of the characters, you know, five or, five or ten years or however long it was from the first one to the third one. And just seeing where they've gone since then and seeing how Lieutenant Thompson's no longer Lieutenant. He's a fucking security guard and just a huge drunk now after everything that happened. And Heather's gone on to go to college and, you know, really working in this field with dealing with dreams. And yeah, I mean, just kind of seeing everything, how it's progressed and just how these two people have gone in basically total different directions, you know, based off of what happened from that first movie. And I, I thought that was kind of a cool way to kind of expand on that a little bit while also telling this whole new story. And it, like I said in the beginning, I like how it didn't take front and center stage on everything. It was kind of like played second fiddle to everything that else that was going on. But it, I like how they m- kind of mixed everything and I thought it just kind of had the right amount of everything with how they did it. I also like how in returning to the story, it also created a, a new, um, I guess, kind of lineage you could say to follow in um, the one girl's character. 
Kristen. <clears throat> yep. Because then she passes the torch in part four at the beginning, and then we follow that girl on through the rest of the series until you get to Freddy's dead. One kind of just erases everybody yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, I could go on and on about that. Right. I stop myself. <laughs> um, Lawrence Fishburne's good in this too, man. Yeah, yeah. Back when he was just known as Larry Fishburne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked all young and stuff. Just super yeah, slim. Versatile actor. Yeah, he is. I don't care what he's in, he does a good job. So. See, I, I I like what they talked about, and they talked about it in the Never Sleep Again documentary with that one doctor character, the the one lady doctor, who's yeah. kind of over everything. You know, how everybody just vilifies her, but she really saw the character as trying to help these kids and trying to be rational with everything, which when you look at it from that perspective, she really was trying to do to the best of her. Well, she was a by the book person. Yeah. She's yeah, a by the yeah. book person where unfortunately the problem that was being dealt with couldn't go by the book. So yeah, right. and, she I mean, isn't a villain, but because of her by the book way, she's a part of the problem. Right. <laughs> right. Well, in, in the realm of like mental health and everything, you know, you've heard all kinds of crazy weird stories, but, yeah. but I don't know. I'm not in that world, but, I don't think it'd be that common for all these people to be having the same exact illusions. Right. I mean, maybe it yeah, is. At some point when all the kids die, it's like, damn, we got to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> this shit ain't working. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely fuck not. Your book and fuck your hypno, hypnotism. <laughs> this shit ain't helping. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely. Hypnosis. That was the word I was searching for. <laughs> yep. Another so thing. how about the fights with Freddy, man? The final fights. You guys enjoy that? The So, like, I, I loved, like, the dream sequences with this movie quite a bit. The one thing, like, the ending, like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love yeah. it either. Yeah. And I, I think and that's the- where part four trumps this this movie is definitely the ending because the ending yeah. of part four was so much better than, than, than the and ending of part fights, three, man. Like I felt like they built their powers up so much through the movie, which was exciting. But like the wizard boy, he basically didn't do any damn thing. No, no. he was, he was <laughs> he only there for like, kicked. yeah, for like 10 seconds. He got Gets killed run by a down by a wheelchair yeah. and then just Freddie picks yeah. him up and just stabs him. Uh, Maybe he was just too strong for what they were prepared for. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they definitely had better fights in part four, for sure. Yeah. But definitely visually, visually the, the like the dreams were incredible. As, even in the ending, you know, with the, with the with the dream world and everything. I thought it looked great. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. a maze and all the mirrors, too, at the one part. Like, yep. I thought that was great, man. I love when they're all in there together kind of lost joey finding his voice at the end that was kind of cool yeah yeah i thought that was a nice that was a nice touch for the movie horny joey (laughs) trouble (laughs) he just loved that nurse and that nurse just turned out to be freddy yeah i mean it's something that would happen to a lot of us guys (laughs) right yep Yep. i'm not hating on him nope (laughs) definitely not But then, yeah, also in the end, we end up losing Nancy and 
Lieutenant Thompson. Both end up dying by the hands of Freddy. And that stop motion skeleton was great. Yeah, that oh, was cool that as scene, hell. Dude. I love that. That's one of my favorite parts. See, I forgot about that. I take back what I said. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that this whole movie. You know? I love stop movie. motion, man. When it's done right, it's so fucking good. It's cool. It can have a, you know, that choppy effect can actually add to it if it's done right. So yeah. yeah. I love that. Like the, like the skeleton's perfect for stop motion. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I thought even even with it being choppy and everything, I, I still thought it had that kind of uniqueness to it that kind of brought something else to the movie. Like you, yeah, like you were kind of saying, and it very much had that kind of Jason the Argonauts kind of feel with it. Yeah, I was gonna say that. And um, I don't remember that artist's name, man. Like they did a whole <sighs> documentary. Like he was like the yeah. master of freaking stop motion. Dude. Yeah, I don't remember his Almost name. Almost everything we know of of stop motion from back then was done by that guy. Yep. Yeah, that exactly. skeleton. It also makes me think of the skeletons in uh, Army of Darkness as well. They got oh yeah, perfect yeah, stop yeah. motion. I love them. I know so you hate that movie, Sean. But... <laughs> it really is because everything's so easy to do on you know CG now, yeah. and this is Nobody a... wants to take the time to sit and right. Do it. It, and it is it's a massive time consuming thing. Oh, it takes a lot of work for sure. Yeah, but it's worth it, man. Yeah, I mean I've 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 had the pleasure and the crushing like <laughs> depression of doing stop motion before. And it, it, it is a lot of fun, but it definitely is a fucking lot of work because when I was in school we actually had to do a like a thirty second stop motion project. And we yeah. literally it took us hours to do like a thirty second video. Yeah, of stop motion it's it's ridiculous how long it takes so many frames just for a second so. <laughs> yeah 24 pictures for one second yeah, is what we had to do and it's a lot <laughs> and then having to stage each picture i mean it's it's incredible how much time that's it what takes. always makes me appreciate it even more when i do see it though. yeah all yeah. the work that goes in because it it's, like it's an art, art form yeah. yeah yeah definitely yeah that's that's Honestly, that might be my favorite scene too. Now that I'm, now, now that we're talking about it, <laughs> it's it's hard and because a bunch of wishy washy reviewers. It really is. We really are. But I mean, honestly, up until I mentioned it, I totally forgot about this the stop motion skeleton. So if he gives that, <laughs> oh my god, it's great. I love it. What's his face yeah. going? I'm in always the- sad to see Nancy and, and um, John Saxon pass, but yeah, it was kind of necessary too. It I was a good so. way to end that, yeah, that saga of the story. Oh, definitely, it definitely made it feel real. <laughs> it really did because yeah. it kind of brought that human element back into us. This that you might not survive, and it kind of yeah gets that point across, which is kind of cool. Nancy kicked his ass before. I don't mean it's going to happen again. So. Yep, exactly. You know, on on top of everything else that we kind of talked about, uh, uh, something else that I really love about this is actually the music. I, I love the obviously you have, d- yes. you know, docking the with score the was amazing with the with the music and everything. But then the score definitely by Angelo. I forget his last name. It's that's Italian last name. <laughs> I can never remember. It begins with a B. But anyways, his his musical score was fucking top notch. I I think that's probably my second favorite one of the franchise besides. Uh, Charles Bernstein's original score for the first movie. Angelo Badalamenti. 
There you go. That's that's what I was looking for. But yeah, so I mean, his is probably my second favorite musical score for this franchise besides Charles Bernstein, which he he did a wonderful job. He did, and he took those old cues from the original score that Bernstein did and brought them back. Whereas yeah. Christopher Young from Part Two completely did a whole different type of score, which I didn't really fucking care for. The part I don't two score. either, man. That's the one thing I don't like in two. The story is what makes two great. Man. Yeah, so, but that definitely like. I liked how he went back to the original Sam and added his own little darkness to it. So. Yep. Made it different enough so that it wasn't completely synth-based like the first score, but it had that kind of orchestra with a little bit of synth. It was kind of a nice mixture. I, I really enjoyed that a lot, too. So, But, yeah, I mean, overall, I, this is definitely, besides the first movie, this is my favorite of the franchise. Now, regarding a rating for this movie, I would probably give this one a four out of five. It's a very solid movie. I think there's, this one has a lot to offer. It has a good mixture of everything. Kind of really the only thing that lets it down for me is just that ending where it's just kind of, it doesn't kind of hit it, but it does at the same time. It's just kind of like a little underwhelming is basically yeah. what I'm trying just to say. Just needed a better fight. I think if they don't put up a little bit more of a fight, everything else could have stayed the same would have been all right yeah i'll give it a four out of five as well it's one of my favorites it's not my favorite but it was like i said growing up it definitely was when that was my go-to four is just growing on me I yeah can't help it i love that i watch it at least probably once a month <laughs> <laughs> there i you can't go. get enough of it lately <laughs> okay yeah i guess i'll finish it up to give it fours across the board because for me it was it was so close to being perfect but like we mentioned before, they they built up all these great uh, characters that was ready for a fight, and then they just all died so quickly when they could have maybe done a little bit more editing to show a bit more fighting, a little bit you know something more exciting when these characters got into the world. But no, they just petered out instantly. Right. Yeah. I will Agreed. say that's why I like the comics after um. Uh, what is it? Freddy versus Jason. Mm -hmm. They they go to a whole Freddy versus Ash versus Jason thing, which at some point ends up in Tommy Jarvis and the Dream Warriors coming back and teaming up to fight them, Freddy and all that, and Jason. So even though it's the most ridiculous sounding shit, I've always kind of wished, since they do so much crap anyways, why not do that? Maybe we could get some more Dream Warriors back. So. That'd be fucking great. You know yeah. I, what's funny with some is, Tommy Jarvis, right? <laughs> you know what's awesome, funny? Man. I've I've had that fucking comic series for many years. I've never actually read them. I like I, I I've collected these comics over the years, and I've never actually <laughs> read them. Well, if you don't want to read them because you don't want to like tarnish their collector value, you can find them easily for free to read online if you look hard enough. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Which is actually a good idea because every once in a while I'll pull them out, just kind of look at them. But yeah, I never even. Yeah, I don't I, have I, those. I, don't think about I got that the Jason often. Goes to Hell ones. I got a couple different Hatchet comics that I found at my local yeah. comic store. That's all I got for horror. Okay. And they're pretty good. They're actually a really good read. Nice. Yeah, the Jason Goes to Hell ones were kind of fun. 
because that's more of a comic book movie anyway. So. Right, right. And I bought two of every issue so I could read one and not open one. So. There you go. <laughs> that's actually a good idea. Because they all came in a, um, you know, a plastic thing that and had a trading card in it and everything else. Yep. Cool. Well, yeah, I guess that kind of wraps everything up for that. But we would love to hear what you guys think. What do you guys think of A Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors? We always want to hear from you guys. You can feel free to reach out to us through our social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at CLS Podcast. Until next week, though, guys, we do appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. We will see you all next week. Sweet dreams. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.